listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Time then for a view from Japan. We've got next with Japan strategist at CLSA joining in. Nick, good morning. How's it looking today? It's all looking pretty good. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Um, let's talk markets first up. Tineke uh, is uh, off to a soft start today, about half a percent off, but really, what a rally it's been. The index is still uh, pretty much close to. All-time highs. Do you think this rip-roaring rally on the Nikkei 225 has further legs? Especially, you know, that, you know, the economic indicators aren't really showing a massive change or improvement in fundamentals like cost of living or salary hikes, manufacturing, or even on the interest rates end. No, they're not. And I think that's a, a very common mistake to make with Japan is, is to, you wouldn't think of saying, um, I don't like the uh, the Swiss economy, so I'm not going to buy Novartis or Nestle. Mm. Uh, and I think the same is true about Japan, that 65% of profits are generated offshore. Uh, and therefore, you can afford to sleep through a certain amount of uh, of what your Japan economist says. <clears throat> <laughs> right. Uh, you know, Japan's also been positioning itself as a favorite uh, and a favorable investment destination for foreigners. You've had a couple of changes being or reforms being introduced uh, for corporate governance, etc., talking about greater diversity and independence in Japanese companies. How important could these measures be for institutional money coming in from overseas into the country? Well, I think the uh, the problem with Japan has been the uh, low return on equity. So mm. what the uh, stock exchange is trying to do is put pressure on companies to say, come on, up your game. You need to uh, get a return that exceeds your uh, your cost of capital. Mm. Uh, some companies have, um, have reacted well to that. Some of them have, uh, have not really got the uh, the message. But overall, for the, uh, the country as a whole, we've seen a, a considerable improvement in uh, um, in their achievements. So profitability is very considerably improved in Japan. And don't let, let your broker try and tell you that this is all about all you've got to do is do a share buyback and uh, and it'll be fixed by breakfast. I mean, really, this is about the, uh, the net profit margins. And this is partly because Japan's been through um, a deflation which crushes profit margins. And it's partly because um, of the problems of, of Japanese law that make it impossible to fire anybody that mean we haven't really had M&A because M&A makes its money by um, uh, cutting the overlap. And we haven't, Japan's had a, a dreadful problem with uh, diversification because if you couldn't fire people and you had too many people, mm. which we don't anymore, um, uh, then uh, you, you create new business divisions to stick your excess in. That's right. And, um, you know, the corollary of that would be, <clears throat> pardon me, um, talking about too many people and talking about an aging working population also, uh, pensions and pension funds. Uh, Japan's got, I believe, one of the world's largest pension funds, the GPIF. Uh, and last year it made like record profits of about 232 billion US dollars. And now the CIO is also open to changing how they are uh, allocating that money. They said they're open to actively investing in stocks. Could it change in this investment strategy from a fund of this size? Further help push gains uh, for Japanese equities. Yeah, I mean, they are actually the, so the largest pension fund in the world, the GPIF. I think at the end of the um, 
of 2008, they had, what, 87% of their, their funds in domestic bonds, mm. which uh, were giving you a real return of, of quite a lot less than nothing. And so they had to get out of bonds into equities, and then mm. it had to work. So you had to make a, an economic return, um, share those returns with shareholders, and we had to be able to trust their, um, their books for a change. That's where her corporate governance comes from. It's not from a, a sort of goody-two-shoes thing. It's, this is real money. This is our money for a change. That's where it's come from, and, and they're pushing for this. Can active investment uh, help? Well, it all depends on, on what you pay for it to an extent. And some of the problems GPIF has had is they pay so little that uh, uh, you're not going to get the best people uh, managing the money. If you, uh, if you pay uh, peanuts, you get monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> right. And um, talking about real returns, uh, I want to, you know, as always, I think we always end up do talking about uh, interest rates, inevitable. And everyone's been watching out for uh, what happens, not just in the US, but even on in Japan. Do you think uh, April is when you're betting we could see a movement on the negative interest rates, uh, possibly one of the only countries in the world that has them, um, move uh, by the Japanese Central Bank? Sure. Um yeah, it's a, um, a, a subject that's getting almost dull. Yeah. I think the uh, the consensus is, um, is that there will be a move in, in March or April. Look, this is not about um, inflation so much as when you're in hole stop digging, that um, the Bank of Japan's own studies are showing that um, extreme monetary policies have, have hurt households, they've, uh, they're not helping corporates, and they've hurt uh, the financial sector. So uh, it, it's, it's not as if the economy's hurt too weak to stop uh, extreme monetary policies. The point is the economy is too weak to continue extreme monetary policies. Get out of them quickly before it hurts the country anymore. Right. And what could the end of these negative rates mean for the yen? It's been trending lower and lower. Last year, this time we were at about 130 levels against the USD, now almost uh, nudging that 150 mark. Could we be moving even further lower on the yen if the interest rates dip? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, the um, the yen has been moving in lockstep with a 97% R-squared correlation with uh, the real um, yield differential. Uh, what we're expecting is that the BOJ hikes rates a bit, the uh, Fed cuts rates a bit, uh, and the result is the, uh, the yen's a bit stronger. Uh, does that hurt profits? No. I think people outside Japan like to think that... Um, uh, that uh, Japanese profits are all about uh, the yen, whereas before extreme monetary policies, before, uh, say, 2008, uh, typically, uh, quite um, reliably, a strong yen went with strong corporate profits rather than the reverse. Mm. I think once we get out of, um, uh, of the BOJ shackling rates at zero and let uh, rates uh, move freely, then, we'll, then uh, we'll return to the old situation of strong yen with strong corporate profits. Right. That's a, a bit of a uh, involved uh, discussion. <clears throat> right. And, uh, you know, I read something rather interesting as well, Nick, about Japan looking at digital nomads uh, starting possibly from end of March. Those who have those who make about 68,000 uh, US dollars, so that's about 10 million yen. They could be, you know, they could come into Japan for six months for as digital nomads. But Typically, so far over the years, we've seen places like Bali, Thailand, Portugal. Those are the ones that attract this segment of the working population in a way. What do you think Japan could offer these people that the others can't? That's absolutely the uh, the problem, isn't it? That um, people seem to think that... Um 
all Japan's got to do is to, her, to open up to immigrants and it can solve it to her labour shortage and to her uh, people are telling me, I mean, there's one uh, foreign CEO that told me, uh, I can hire engineers in Japan for less than it costs me in Vietnam. So uh, wages have absolutely got to go up in Japan, otherwise it won't attract people. Um, people who uh, visit Japan for the first time seem to absolutely love it. Um, the, it's not without its uh, attractions. Japan could really do with uh, with high quality um, uh, white collar professionals that have uh, uh, special skills. Um, okay. So it would be nice to have them, but I'm not sure what it uh, offers to make it attractive. Particularly bearing in mind its uh, uh, tax regime. Right. All right, Nick. We'd leave it there. Thank you so much for joining in. Well, that's uh, Nick of CLSA. Bye.